minus one minute. T minus fifty seconds. Minus forty seconds. T minus thirty seconds. T minus twenty seconds. Own it, own it, Kong. I own it. It did. Women's Wrestling Talk. The number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Hey, 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 welcome to Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. And welcome to the WOW Superheroes after show that we have every Monday um, at 6 or 7 p.m., depending on where you are, or any other hour, depending on where else you are outside of Eastern and Central Standard Time. Of course, my name is Stephanie Hardy, host and creator of The Hardy Wrestling Podcast, Color commentator for the Belladonna Division Battle Club Pro and Black Girl Magic 2 and host of Women's Wrestling Talk and big WOW Superheroes fan. And of course, I'm not alone. I'm here with the super mom, the host of NCAT We Trust, um, amazing author and just all around amazing person. She is Katrina Blake. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's It's been pretty busy, but I'm, I'm good. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, it's a manic Monday, but of course, you know, with the Mondays being as they are, it is always good to start off your Monday evening talking about wrestling um, as we lead into, of course, Monday Night Raw, which will have its own after show afterward. But of course, we're here to talk about Saturday wrestling in the form of WOW Superheroes, which was another amazing episode overall. So Katrina, how did you feel about the episode as a whole? That was a pretty solid episode. I got to see some people I was already fans of. We got to see Sarah, you know, WWT alum, you know, host. Uh, and so it was cool to see her. It was cool to see uh, Keta Rush as well, because I've been kind of wanting to see more of her. So it was a pretty solid episode. I liked it. 
Yeah, I liked it too. I loved um, all of the action. You got to see more of the arsenal of the ladies. And then on top of that, we got to get to know two more of the ladies a little bit more in their stories. So it was a pretty solid episode. Um, so, of course, we're going to start with the beginning. And it started with, of course, us watching Lauren Hunkel with another amazing outfit full of polka dots and plastic stuff going on. Um, and of course, if you did watch this episode of wow superheroes let us know in the comments so we can share the comments on screen and let us know how you felt about the episode or some of the superstars as a whole and you might show up on screen so please let us know how you felt so the first match was a tag team match between miami sweet heat um this is of course a tag team tournament that's going on it was between miami sweet heat lauren well, Lori and Lindsay, the twin sisters versus Holiday and um, Chainsaw accompanied to the ring by Siren the Voodoo Doll. And this was my first time ever seeing Holiday. I had heard about her um, over the course of the last few years on social media of how amazing she is as a black woman wrestler and how, you know, her um, gimmick was basically like, something scary and i remember the first few pictures i saw of her i was like oh who is this girl um but this was my first time seeing her in action and of course we had seen chainsaw and siren the voodoo doll before on an earlier episode of wow but this was them um in a newer iteration of what they had going on and of course this is for the tag team tournament to qualify to to face whatever team reaches the finals for the WOW tag team titles. And this match was really, really good. I liked it. You got to see a lot of the um, smash and bang up style of Holiday, and she will really hit, you, hit the crap out of you. Um, in the corner and she'll stomp you in the corner and all of that and then of course you got to see chainsaw be a little bit unhinged and, and and such and also in this episode with this match in particular we got to see aj lee more on um camera and she was talking about how much she actually dug holiday and chainsaw as a very unhinged team which i thought was really funny and really cute um and she also said that she would actually um that david mcclain would actually protect her if either one of them actually came to try to eat her or mess with her or whatever and it was just really funny to hear that banter between um them and also steven as well so this was a fun match you also got to see more of Lindsay and Lori operating as as um a sisterly tag team as well they got to um see more you got to see more of their bang up style and in the end they wound up to they wound up winning the match in order to move forward with a lot of their double team strikes and everything they won the match so now they're moving forward in the tournament um but i will say this though i loved seeing siren the voodoo doll's face a whole lot more in her makeup um she's really gorgeous to me but um outside of that you know the Miami Sweet Heat went on to win. And here again, they were calling Miami the Magic City. And that's my biggest gripe with them. It's just the fact that Birmingham, Alabama is the Magic City. But, you know, I guess that's just a Miami thing that we just don't, that I just don't understand. But it's okay. So, Kat, how did you feel about this match? And how did you feel seeing Holiday, um in this match? And how do you feel about Miami Sweet Heat moving forward? It's good to see Holiday. Um, I felt like when we were doing addition in these shows, we mentioned her a lot actually because her gimmick was so different. Um, for somebody who likes like horror type 
creepy, spooky type things kind of fits right into being outside the box for what's normal for wrestling. And we don't see too many black women either actually having the kind of gimmicks where it's more of the spooky side, more of the off-putting, unsettling side. And so I love that. And so it was good to finally see her uh, on screen this season. And, you know, we already saw Chainsaw and the Root, that was it, two weeks ago, I believe, when they kind of tagged Tina. But so it was kind of like, oh, okay, they put Chainsaw back in another match, uh, I guess, to do this tag team tournament, which was interesting uh to me that they went with her uh but it was it was a soft i did enjoy the match and it was nice to see her but i was not surprised that Miami sweet heat won i felt like i something is telling me we're going to get sister versus sister uh you know sisters versus sisters with you know the um tonga twin i i feel like that's what's gonna <laughs> i could totally be wrong but i truly feel we're going to have sisters versus sisters uh for the finals for this tournament i i feel like there's no like and I, I kind of like the idea. It's like you know, being a twin, not a twin, not a twin girl, but having a twin and having siblings is kind of cool to see. You know, you move along something like this with her, with a family member, or with somebody who you know you kind of working to kind of get to that goal with. And so I think that's cool. And so I think it's going to be them versus uh, you know, the Tonga twins. Uh, so I wasn't surprised with the win, but I still thought it was a really entertaining match. And I did like that we did see more of teamwork because I felt like. In the previous matches with them, uh, it felt like one might have worked a little bit more than the other in the matches, but this time it kind of felt like it was more evenly yoked between the two, but really good open. Yeah, and a part of me almost felt like maybe Holiday and Chainsaw could have won because they were um, doing a better job of, I guess, beating up on Miami Sweet Heat and sort of keeping them separated from each other for a short period of time, but this Miami the Miami Sweet Heat team just has just a lot of quickness on their side and I feel like ultimately that's really what did it in for the other team but I was happy to see Holiday you know finally in action um for the first time and I just can't wait to see more of what they have to offer as a team but now they are out of the tournament and honestly if it does come down between um Sweet Heat and the Tonga twins, it would be an amazing thing to see between the two twin sisters. Like that would be lit. Um, it would be really lit. And I would look forward to that, you know. So I did kind of miss them in this episode, the Tonga twins. I think they're growing on me as favorites, but yeah. we'll just have to see. Yeah, we'll just have to see, you know, what else um is on the horizon for those teams. But sweetie went forward with the win. So moving forward after the commercial break, um, we got a little bit more of a backstory on Ice Cold, who is from Maine. And in this segment, it was kind of a dramatic, um, kind of like how they mix the dramatic things with their character along with their real life story. We learned a lot about Ice Cold in the sense that she was an athlete in multiple sports as she was growing up. And in the midst of her, you know, doing so many different things um, in sports, she went through so many hard times. She dealt with so much um, pain and misery. Like, it seems like in terms of her family um, background, in terms of having multiple family members close to her pass away. And then on top of that, when she was participating in another sport and training for the Olympics um, in another sport, she was also assaulted. And she felt after that point that there was no safe space or no comfortable space for her. So, so <clears throat> excuse me, she quit. 
Um, but in the midst of that, she felt frozen, you know, in her pain and felt like there was nothing else for her until she found wrestling. And once she found wrestling, she was able to sort of find something that helped her to live again and make her to feel um, strong. And that's where um, ice cold came into play, because even though she was feeling cold inside, um, it was like she was using that cold to sort of, you know, push her forward in her strength. And this story was very hard, was, was very hard to hear here again, because you have a woman being forced to sort of leave a thing that she loved and put so much work into because nobody thought enough of her as a human being to make her feel safe. And it was very similar to, um, to Commander Spars' story. But at the same time, it's like they had wrestling in order to build them back up again. And they reached out and found their strength again. So I appreciated hearing that story from Ice Cold. And I can't wait to see what else she has to offer. But then as the match went forward, she fought um, Candy Crush, um, of course, who is known for her boxing skills as well as her wrestling skills and her Muay Thai skills. Um, and this match was pretty good. Um, I... Even though it was relatively short, I still felt like the match was pretty good because you got to see more of Ice Cold's high flying skills and some and a little bit more of her dirty tactics in order to try to win because she did rake Candy Crush's eyes at one point during the match. But Candy, you know, powered out of it and she used a it sounded like as as she was in the corner, she was lifting up her fist as if she was trying to power up. And then she it's like Candy Crush did, you know, well, no, Ice Cold did duck it, but then she wound up hitting her um, with her fist, kind of like a woman's right, if you would think of that, um, from Lacey Evans, but it wasn't a woman's right, and she knocked out Ice Cold for the win, and Candy Crush has um, basically proven herself because she's basically, I guess you could say, undefeated on WoW in terms of singles competition because she wound up beating Ice Cold. But I will also say that while Ice Cold was flying in the air, um, she tried to hit a splash onto Candy Crush, but then Candy moved out of the way, which basically gave her the upper hand um, and led her to win the match. So um, before I ask Katrina how she feels, I just want to say in the comments, we got a lot going on. Um, the Bob Culture Podcast is on watching. Hey, thank you for watching. JD, of course, our faithful watchers on and he's saying ice cold's outfit is giving legit comic book vibes it really is and i liked her outfit i really liked it it was very beautiful with the blue and white sparkles but katrina how did you feel about this match and how did you feel about ice cold story yeah her story was uh sad um i'm a sap <laughs> and i say this as an i unfortunate i i cry very easily and so i did get a little teary i mean here and i and it's it's you know, a lot of the times when you see people like on the shows or on TV, we don't really know what's kind of going on in the background or what was the moment that kind of got them into the wrestling. And so it's always like, as fans, fortunate that they kind of reveal a little bit to us, even something that was like, that's kind of very similar to what um, uh, Sahara, Sahara did, uh, Amber Rodriguez, when she told her story. And so it, it, it was I f fell for her. I, it was it was weird that the crowd was actually booing. <laughs> that surprised me because I'm thinking of the last time we saw her, the crowd seemed like they were okay with both her and Foxy until you know Jesse Jones came in and they was the tag team all of a sudden. But 
I was really surprised when they have to had to have them food. I was like, oh, like that was ouch. I I felt like just a little bit like okay, crowd like lighten it up a little bit. And like I get that I'm guessing they're fans of Candy Crush, which is cool. It was just very odd that they were booing. That they seemed so like against her. But um, I loved her outfit. I'm a fan of high low type uh things in general. Like if it's high enough for a low back, I would probably wear it. And so I actually really loved her gear. And it was nice to kind of finally see her do something because the last time. Time. unfortunately it was such a quick match in her tag team match that she didn't get much offense in and so it was kind of nice that they allowed it this you know this time even though it was also a kind of a quick match we still got to see more of what she can do and so i'm excited to see what she can do next and you know i did uh peep the, the I, I got the, actually had the picture of the where she was you know candy was kind of holding her fist up and i was like yeah i thought that was a nice little remnant of like you know when you're in the boxers or underdog and you're kind of getting the people to kind of rally behind you a bit. And so that's the vibe I got from when she did that before she did the uh, punch uh, to win the match. But it was a really good match. And it was nice to kind of see Ice Cold uh, more of what she can do. So I'm kind of excited to see what else we're going to get from her from this season. And it definitely does seem Candy Crush is a favorite. And that's good as well. And then she wears pink and I like pink. And so all kudos to her on that end. Yeah, definitely. And I think the part that kind of that that I kind of struggle with with Ice Cold is the fact that she told this story, you know, that kind of made made you almost, you know, endeared to her. So for the life of me, I was just like, why are you a heel? Like if you were not a heel, like if you were not a bad guy, like it would be easy for me. You know, I mean, I still, of course, um, sympathize with her and her story and empathize with her story of course regardless of what character she plays but I almost felt like her being a heel almost didn't necessarily fit that because I was just like you know I I was watching the match and I low-key wanted her to win against Candy Crush because of that so I felt and so I felt really awkward but at least in the end you know she still had a strong showing um in the match regardless so yeah, I did appreciate, you know, her story and I can't wait to see what else she has to give, you know, as Ice Cold. And I hope that she does continue to personally rise above everything that she's been through um, and also understand, you know, to those who are watching yeah. us today, like on here that you are not, you know, what you're going through and you're not the things and you are not your mistakes either. So please understand that. Please know that um, and embrace that as well. And don't let the, you know, stupid stuff of life get you down and stop you from reaching your goals and your dreams. Amen to that. <laughs> yeah. Amen to that. Yeah. So Candy Crush did win the match, but we have love for Ice Cold here. So moving forward, we have moved on to another tag team match except it was a, a three a six woman tag team match between the heavy metal sisters with um razor and i believe fury in the match and they were accompanied by mesmeriah and they fought the bully busters and vivian rivera who i'm coming to love of course and steffi slays who i'm you know beginning to love a whole lot more as well and she's actually been interacting with a lot of my posts on twitter and on instagram every time i talk about her anytime she sees us talking about her you know she'll share it or talk about it and i do appreciate it um we do appreciate it here and it's just 
they also showed a little bit more about the heavy metal sisters before the match too. And you got to see, you know, more of their motivations and all the things that they like to do. And they're basically like these hard rock girls, you know, who just like to live out in the, in the street and go party and stuff like that. And then listen to head banging music. Like they just look like, like hard rock stars and they're just really, really cute. Plus I just, I just love seeing Razor. I love seeing Sarah. <laughs> Um, be as successful as she knows how to be. It's just so wonderful. So I was split between these two but in this match because I love Vivian. I love the Bully Busters. And I also love the Heavy Metal Sisters and Razor. So I was just like, I don't know. I don't know. It was just really confusing. But we move forward. We press on. Um, <laughs> they look so beautiful. Oh, I want to dye my hair purple. Um, Anyway, <laughs> this match was really good. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed this match. Um, of course, Steffi Slays and Razor started off, of course, with the lockup. And it seemed like um, Razor had a little bit of the power advantage. But then Steffi actually slammed her back. And it just seemed like throughout this match, it was like sort of like a back and forth. But it just felt like the heavy, the heavy metal sisters was just on top of... Um, the bully busters and vivian rivera but then there was a point where vivian and um fury were both in the match and we got to see a little bit more of vivian's arsenal in terms of pins like she was going ham with her pins and i really enjoyed seeing that from her because you know you hardly if ever see a lot of people you know utilize how many pins that they love or love to use and she used a lot of them on her and i thought that was really cool and really creative on vivian's part um, but even throughout that, you saw more viciousness from Razor, like in that picture where she was stepping on Steffi's chest. And they called that the mosh pit on commentary. And I was like, oh, that's a very fitting name because, of course, when you're in a mosh pit, you're jumping up and down, you're dancing, you're moving back and forth. So that was pretty on brand. Um, and it was just a lot of power from all of these women. Um, so... Yeah, in the end, I believe, and then you also got to see Keita Rush and a lot of her quickness as well, her um, drop kicks and a lot of her jumping a lot off of the ropes. But in the end, the Heavy Metal Sisters wound up winning um, by taking advantage. And yeah, that wound up happening. And then I'll also say on commentary, we got to hear more of David McClain's um taste in music because he did ask AJ you know what type of music that she liked in terms of rock and roll and she said that 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 heavy metal was kind of her type and David McClain talked about how he liked to listen to R&B like Teddy Pendergrass and Earth Wind and Fire and stuff and I was just like that's my type of stuff that's my type of music right there Teddy Pendergrass and Earth Wind and Fire let's go Okay, like, that's, that's, that's the barbecue music. Do we need to invite David McClain to the cookout? Is that something that needs to happen? <laughs> Definitely some jams he was mentioning. Exactly. But either way, the Heavy Metal Sisters won and they were being really dangerous. So I was really glad that they won. And then they actually asked the audience if they wanted to headbang. And they started to headbang. And it was just really cool looking. So they wound up getting the win. So Kat, how did you feel about this match? I thought it was good. Again, I love, you know, Alcera. And so it was nice to see her in action. 
Um, and I, they kept mentioning uh, AJ's uh, liking Fury and liking that she was kind of had a mean streak. And you think back to when AJ was AJ Lee and they kind of thought sometimes that she was a little bit crazy, a little bit mean, did little mean things. And so I thought it was interesting that she, that was the character she happened to really like uh, based off the fact that she had a bit of a mean streak and kind of she would do what was necessary to be done. And so I thought it was a really good match. Again, I was looking forward to seeing Kata Rush because I am a fan. And so it was nice to see that they kind of worked well together but i think in this instance being that you know the heavy metal sisters been together for so long and they knew each other even the whole mosh pit which i thought was funny i don't particularly like mosh pits but i thought the name that being named the mosh pit was very like chef's kiss uh and so i think being that they have been working together for so long i felt like they were a little bit more in sync with how they moved around the ring and so i think that gave them the advantage uh, this time uh, in the matchup, uh, but otherwise it was still a really, a really well done match. But I was happy with the win, and this is a, you know, this is, you know, I like Vivian, I like them too. Uh, but it was, I was happy with the Happy Better Sisters winning. It was nice to see Sarah do some. I know I keep saying Sarah, she's Razor on a uh, Wow, but. It was so nice again to see, you know, the person who got me into women's wrestling talk. So it's always really nice to just see like, yay, look at you just thriving, you know, and doing your thing. And so it was really cool to see her. But I actually think this was probably my favorite match of the night. Yeah. And then on top of that, you got to see Mesmeriah like hit a submission. Like this submission that she did on Steffi. As much as I love Steffi, like there was a submission that she did on her that almost reminded me of the PTO that Soraya used to do. Um, and she was like bending her backwards. And I really appreciated that. Like their submission work was flawless. Like I loved their submission work. So everybody was really showing out in this match. Like they really were. And I'm just really glad that the Heavy Metal Sisters did get this win, and we do love Razor here um, on Women's Wrestling Talk. So that was really cool. I really enjoyed that. So, and here's hoping that we get to see more of Vivian Rivera um, and her growth as a superstar as well. So it was a really great match, but the Heavy Metal Sisters told their story and came out with the win here. So, yeah, rock on. So after that, um, the commercial. We got to hear more of Leia McCoy's story um, because they did announce that Leia McCoy was going to be in action against Penelope Pink, who was going to be accompanied by um, her manager. Um, and so in hearing more of her story, we got to hear that basically when she started wrestling, um, her strict family didn't necessarily, you know, agree with her going into wrestling and that her father really just didn't want her to go into it and that he didn't support women in wrestling at all. And you can tell it really took an emotional toll on her because as she was telling the story, she was crying and she was talking about how um, her mom didn't want her to like mess up her face and stuff like that, but she was still going forward and pursuing it anyway and she talked about how her biggest wow moment would be her parents watching her and um, being proud of her. Now, this got to me on a personal level because I've been through this, currently going through this, um, where the people who you sort of look to to want to support you the most don't. 
and because either they don't understand or because they feel like it inconveniences them or whatever, but it's like, you have to do what's best for you. And I even tweeted it out and I said, you know, that um, you have to do it for yourself because you have to be present for yourself because you know, you know, what's in your heart and what's in your mind. And if that's what you picture for yourself, you have to be present for yourself, um, regardless to who's there and you have to perform to the best of your ability for you. And it was hard hearing that, but at the same time, that's a lesson that I had to learn a lot earlier on. And it's a lesson that I'm still having to learn. So seeing um, Leia um, tell her story made me feel seen in a way. So um, I believe she used that as a motivation to move forward in this match where either her or Penelope Pink, if either of them won, they would move one step closer to qualifying to be the number one contender to the WoW World Championship currently held by the Beast. So moving forward, we go towards this match between Penelope Pink and Leia Makoa. And Penelope came out there, of course, with her manager, um, Lana Starr. And Lana, of course, took the microphone away from Lauren and introduced her herself because, you know, that's her protege. And she came out there posing and primping and everything. And this was where, you know, I tweeted and said, Penelope is pretty, but it's not all about her. And she retweeted it as, and, and responded with an eye roll emoji from The Rock from the 90s. And I said, yeah, girl. <laughs> so it looks like me and Penelope Pink might have a little bit of a beef going on. But hey, sometimes you just got to be honest on Twitter. <laughs> you just got to be honest. So <laughs> I mean, she's an amazing athlete, but I'm just saying it's not all about her. But moving forward, though, this match was pretty good. It was stellar. Um, there was a there was one point where Leia was caught up on the ropes and then Penelope slid underneath the bottom rope and slammed her head down onto the mat. And it was just really painful looking. And she kept, you know, hitting her and kicking her, you know, on the apron. And then, of course, you know, the manager, Lana, was going to continue to utilize her negative, you know, energy to try to distract and shake up Leia. But it was like. It was a point where Leia was finally able to get the advantage in the match and she hit, I believe she hit Penelope Pink with the Samoan drop and wound up, or a second Samoan drop and wound up winning the match. So now she is able to move forward to possibly being the number one contender to face the Beast for the WOW World Championship. So Kat, how do you feel about this match and how do you feel about Penelope Pink, who of course was shocked that she lost the match because she was, you know, reacting to everything, you know, like, oh, my God, how could this happen? How could this happen? How could this happen? Because she's supposed to be up next. Right. But no, that's not how it happened. Leia is up next. And this is where we are. So how did you feel about that? Kat? I liked it. Um, I'm happy with the win, actually. I, I like Leia uh, before. Uh, wow. And so hearing more in regards to uh, my mom was strict. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to say she like. um necessarily stop me from dreams because she never really did that but she was a, she was strict about things so i can't bless her really because she's always been somebody who's like you know if you have more confidence in what you do and not get you, i have a habit of talking myself out of doing things and she gets bad about that but she was strict and so certain things i did want to do she shut that down so quick and so in that regards i understood with saying like you have a strict family who may not 
do fall in what you want to do. And so I, I understood that part. And so it was nice to hear more of that. But I was happy with the win. I mean, I did see your uh, back and forth a little bit with <laughs> on Twitter. And I'm like, sis, listen, sometimes, as you said, you got to say what it is, got to speak it, you know, the way it is sometimes. And so, but I thought it was a good match. I'm happy with Alia getting closer to becoming a number one contender because we don't know what's going to happen, even with the fact that the Beast still have her own uh, situation happening right now with her title and, like, people who kind of gunning for her. And so this can really well, like, go so many ways with her if she makes it to the number one contendership. We don't even know what's going to happen with the title shot, like, how that's going to play out yet. And so... I thought it was a good end, and Penelope, I guess, played that whole, like, to a T in regards to, like, she didn't understand, like, sis, you did. But <laughs> I guess she didn't, like, she didn't know why it didn't work the way she wanted it to work. But otherwise, it was a really good end uh, for a final match for a while this week. Yeah, it was a good ending. Um, and it was very different because usually, you know, we're used to seeing like run-ins and challenges and brawls like we saw last week between the Beast and um, Tormenta and Reina Del Rey. But that didn't happen this time. You know, it was just, you know, a clean cut match, you know, from beginning to end. Leia won. Penelope was mad. And <laughs> that was the end, you know, like it was it was a very different ending, but it was still a solid ending nonetheless. So I really like this episode of WOW and um, hopefully, you know, as we move forward, we'll continue to um, put it together and watch it and then just continue to learn more about these women and their motivations for why they want to prove that they're the best in this all-female division um, and this all-female company. Like, I'm loving every inch of it every week. The more, the more we get into yeah. it, the more I love it. So it's really great. But Katrina, I do have a question before we go about WoW. Um, when I was re-watching some of the matches on today on YouTube, which because they are available for free on YouTube, if you do want to watch it, if you catch, if you miss the show, um, I saw some people in the comments try to talk about how they feel like they wish that the show was a little bit more serious and less cartoony, I guess. So have I want to ask you, have you seen anyone say anything like that on your side of the internet and how and what is your opinion about um, the usage of characters or do you feel like it's cartoony? Well, I actually haven't uh, seen it, uh, but then I, I also don't look at the comments on the YouTubes. Like, unless I know it's a, meant to be like a funny video, then I might go to the comments because I want to see if anybody's mindset of jokes went to where mine did. Because uh, I can be very sarcastic at times. Uh, but so normally I don't check comments just because, you know, sometimes people get, they let to the online allows them leeway to be rude. So I usually don't go to YouTube comments. Uh, so I haven't seen anything of that, but I also think it's all wrestling isn't serious wrestling. And I think people need to realize that. We do have the wrestling where it seems like it's more wrestling, it's more technical, it's more serious. And then you have the whole, you know, deathmatch wrestling, which I don't particularly like, but it's there. And that's, you know, more bloody and, you know, ouch, ouch, ouch type vibes. And then you have the wrestling where it's more entertainment and like WWE, where you have the stories that you can get really invested in and you're feeling it. And then you got the moments and segments that are absolutely ridiculous and they make you, it's not meant to be taken too seriously. And, you know, 
even with the AW, the whole scissor me daddy thing, like I technically hate that. Uh, I don't like any of that. However, people, in, it's nothing really serious about it at all, but people do enjoy it. And so I think people need to realize that every promotion is not going to be super serious. We're not going to always get five-star matches. It's not going to be like WrestleMania level. Like it's, I think people need to realize that we have wrestling. The beautiful thing about wrestling is there's wrestling for everybody. There's wrestling for all types of fans. Depending on what you like, you can find wrestling for that. Most likely, nine times out of ten, whenever you fall on the line of wrestling, there is something out there for you that will fall on what you like. And so I think that's, mm -hmm. you know, when you have characters literally like Candy Crush, which reminds me of the game Candy Crush, you know, or you have a character when it's literally called Glitch. You know, I don't know what people expect it to be when you have characters when it's clearly meant like ice cold. Like I think of, you know, Andre 3000 when he said that in his the song, you know, and it like literally first reference. And so and that was clearly not, you know, to be taken too seriously and not that's where she got it from. I'm just making a point like certain things is not meant to be taken too seriously. It's clearly, you know, um meant to be more fun meant to be like more on the gimmicky side and that's fine you know again especially if you want like children to watch or you want to get more children fans as well you don't want anything to be too over the top for somebody who might be introducing their child to wrestling for the first time i think that's probably a good spot to actually to go to because it's more on the funner side um so I feel like people take everything I, you know people hate on and i say this and i'm sure i'm gonna get some slack from it but people do extra, extra when it's women wrestling in general. They want the women to be 100% perfect and 100% like all seriousness and let let it slide when it's the males. And so if you're gonna keep, I'm a firm believer in you keep the energy. So if you're not gonna sit there and complain about some of the other segments we have seen over the last month that is not necessarily too serious, then leave while alone. It's like, if it's not for you, fine, but people do enjoy it. I'm one of them who I actually like what they're doing with this. I think it's different. Uh, it's clearly meant to be like a small period of time that's for wrestling is not supposed to be sitting there where you're sitting here crying and being emotional about it. I feel like it's meant to be more fun. It's meant to kind of get you more and like, oh, okay, I want to see what happens. And so personally, I just think they need to like, if it's not for you, move along. There's no need to make comments on the videos still about it. I agree with everything you said, because honestly, it is really different. Um, it's sort of, it's funny because I think about how David McLean, you know, is a commentator and is a part announcer for WOW. And he was the one who basically helped to kickstart GLOW in its infancy. And when I think about um, WOW, I think about GLOW at the same time where you saw, well, the most I ever saw of GLOW was, of course, from the Netflix series. But they had those characters there, you know, for a reason. And yeah, the characters were over the top or whatever. And yeah, to a degree, there were, you know, kind of, you know, silly or, or stuff or whatever. But at the same time, people still gravitated towards them because there's something about them that's, you know, that they can resonate with. And honestly, that's just what wrestling is. And honestly, I just love it because when I think about wild superheroes, I think about it like a different flavor of candy. It's like a sweeter flavor of something that you already love, except it's different and it's in a different flavor. And I love it. Like it's candy coated and it's delicious. So, you know, wrestling is like Candyland. You have something that fits everybody's different tastes. And honestly, 
I love it because it is different from what you already see, you know, from a lot of the hardcore things or just the pure pro wrestling things or, you know, just the straight lace things. It's different. So I feel like that's its biggest strength is the fact that it is different and it knows its identity. Um, so yeah, I agree with everything you said and I honestly love it and I don't have any issues with it. I just wanted to ask you, you know, how you felt about it because this was the space to discuss it. But um, yeah. in the comments, JD is going off. He's saying, I'm going to start a Reddit page, Stephanie Hardy be beefing and see all and see who all you're going after on Twitter. Here's the thing, though. I don't go after people on Twitter because that's just not me. I don't have time for that. Um, I just be live tweeting for some shows. And then the superstars of WoW, you know, react to them, you know, kind of accordingly in a sense. I'm definitely a baby face on Twitter, okay? Like, I do not go into, like, I retweet things that I like, and then I tweet the things that I think, but I try to, you know, design it in a way that's not hurting anyone. So I'm definitely not a beefer beefer. But, you know, it's just, you know, me and Penelope, we're fine. <laughs> we're fine i don't beef with people so don't do it um he also is saying katrina you just need to try it before you hate it yeah. no no yeah i just that whole everybody likes to claimed i am not everyone i'm i'm not part of the everyone so if people say that i'm like mm, not me i mean good for you but not me <laughs> so power to them that they got a saying that works to them it just personally irritates me but yeah <laughs> yeah, it's okay. we all have our preferences, but you know, wrestling is for everyone. So, um, we also want to send a shout out to Emily May Heller, who's usually on with us on Monday. She had to ca catch a flight, so she wasn't able to join us on tonight, but she will be able to join us next week. So, that is something that is going to be happening. I know we were missing our third musketeer, but she will be back. Um, she will be back, but she did send our best wishes, and we do send our best wishes to her um, in, as she's traveling. So thank you guys for joining us for the WOW Superheroes After Show. So Katrina, just let everybody know where they can find and follow you and what you've got going on. Uh, I'm on most social media platforms and Cat We Trust, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, the E is a three. I do have a show coming up in the Bronx, November 4th. I will be doing interviewing backstage correspondence there. Um, I will be announcing something very soon because something happened over the last four or five days. It was actually like super, like kind of mind blowing, but I want to get everything before we, I announce announce. And so it's super awesome. Uh, and I'm actually really excited that I get to, you know, have my girlies, uh, back with me for this. Uh, and, uh, if you missed the panel at New York Comic Con, it is on my YouTube in full. Definitely go check that out. And I'm hoping to have some more videos up. It's I've been slacking because it's been really uh, crazy, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, but I'm hoping to have some uh, at least movie views because there's been a few movies I did watch. I have my thoughts and feelings about them, and so they will be up. And I just did an interview earlier, um, well, last week, but it aired earlier with Jesse from WOW Wrestling on the Women's Wrestling Talk youtube so you can definitely go check that interview out there we talk about genie bus aj mendez and a bunch of other super awesome stuff so definitely go check out the interview on the women's wrestling talk youtube page i wish i was able to join the interview but i had to work oh it was so <laughs> sad 
but I'm more than sure that you did a stellar job like you always do. So I'll go and watch it. But in the meantime, you can follow me, your girl, Stephanie Hardy on Instagram and Twitter at Queen Steph Hardy. Of course, um, my Hardy wrestling podcast is on hiatus right now because it's under construction. I'm trying to make some transitions and help it to evolve in its fifth season. So if you don't hear from me on that show, on that platform, then that's why I'm undergoing reconstruction. So it can be and blossom as much as it possibly can. Um, also, um, you can just follow the page because I will still be live tweeting from me and also from that page as well on Twitter at Hardy WrestlePod and also um, follow me on Instagram at Hardy Wrestling Podcast and listen to the show everywhere you get your podcast. And of course, follow us on Women's Wrestling Talk. Hello, follow us. Like, you can follow us on Twitch. You can also follow us on YouTube and subscribe to us on YouTube. Ring and click the bell so you can get notified of every video that we post. You can follow us on Facebook. And, of course, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at WWTalkPod. And check out our website at www.talkpod.com and check out all of our articles, our merchandise, and everything we've got going on that furthers the cause of women's wrestling as a whole. So please check all of that out. Check out our articles written by our amazing writers team and just, just, you know, just love on us. Show us love. So in the meantime, in between time, this is Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. And until next time, bye, y'all. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.